everyone, and welcome to a very exciting episode of Loose Lips with me, Sharon Carpenter. And me, Georgie Wait, I, I was trying to get the Manchester accent, that didn't quite... Go for that it. Quite sad. No, that was, that was it. Oh, that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the best <laughs> That was the best I've got. It's funny you said a very exciting episode. It didn't sound like you were very excited there. I was going with um, like a sexy, a sexy chat. Like, oh, this is exciting. Sexy, sexy. <laughs> sensuous, sen- sensuous Sharon. Sensuous and voluptuous. <laughs> and the voluptuous chat. <laughs> You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss how are you Sharon what have you been up to what's new Georgie I've been good I've been uh, you know I've been traveling a lot and Mm. so I got back and to be honest like it took me a little while to get back into the swing of things and I'll tell you Mm. why and tell me if you've ever experienced this so just, you know, I live by myself, me and my two Bengal cats, right? Which I'm very mm-hmm. used to and usually I'm fine about it. But being away, I was away for two weeks. And the first week I was staying in a suite. My friend had a bedroom. I had a bedroom in the suite. So every morning I woke up, she was there. We're having a laugh. We're getting ready for our day. And then the last five days, every day I woke up, my parents were there. But like getting back into the swing of like being back in New York and waking up and it's just me... And me and the Bengals, like, it kind of put me in a weird space for a little while, to be honest. Like, oh, Oh. I'm lonely. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm getting back into the swing of things. But for a while there, yeah, for a while there, I was like, oh, it's so nice to just be around family. And it kind of takes you back to those days growing up in the house with your family and you wake up and everyone's there. And there's some comfort. There's a high level of comfort that comes along with that. Um, yes I'm old enough to be over that at this point in time but just going back to it you know it it, it brought that comfort back yeah I agree Sharon because in COVID I lived next door to my mom it was good because we have a separate house but I agree it's bringing you back to the childhood times where you sat in your house but you know that you could just go into the living room and be like hi guys whereas because as well when I lived in LA I lived on my own in my own flat and there'd be days where I'd just sit out the window and be like what do I do I don't know what to do. <laughs> I am so alone. And you'd have to try and you have, I always think you have to try and plan your week and plan your days so that you've got things to do because otherwise yeah. you start going into a hole of thinking things and going, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just going to be alone forever or 
what do I do now in my life? Yeah, that that is something that has sort of been consistent for me ever since I moved to America, that sort of feeling. It, mm. You're never quite as comfortable as you are when you wake up and you've got family there. It's just, you yeah. know, a whole different experience. But, um, you know, I'm very used to it. I think it's just when I do go away and I'm just around people all the time and then I'm sort of back to doing a lot by myself. Yeah. Like it can be a bit of a tricky transition sometimes, but, but now I'm like ready and raring to go. <laughs> it took, it just took a couple of days, but I was glad to have the cats there. I'm like, Oh, you know, I've got some company. They're amazing company as well. Yeah. Do you know what I think this is getting you ready for right now is that you're like opening space to maybe sharing with a partner like, <laughs> as well. Don't forget. I think you know, you like, that thing of like the secret, but I don't read the secret, but I know about the things where it says, if you sleep on one side of the bed, you are creating space for someone to come and live and sort of, you're giving yeah. the energy for someone to be staying in that space of the bed. And if you're like, maybe, I don't know, who knows, is it you're <laughs> going, oh, I'm ready to to have some. That could be it because if you enjoy being by yourself too much then you're mm. not really going to be looking to you'll settle never. down the same kind of way right but if you yeah. feel some sort of sense of oh I kind of wish somebody was here then that's going to make you be a little bit more proactive now it's interesting you say that about the oh you sleep on this side of the bed it's allowing that space and telling mm. the universe that you're ready for somebody yeah. that's actually what it says in the secret as well if you've ever read that I haven't made it through the entire book but I like the secret a lot because it gets me really motivated and it said you have to sort of act like like you you got to find room even in your closet. Like if your closet and everything is just packed out with your own stuff, yeah. you're telling the universe, no, I don't have room yeah. for anyone else in my life. I wish you'd have told my boyfriend yeah. that before I moved my shit in. <laughs> how are you guys coping with, you know, wardrobe oh, space? And how is that working out? I am really, it is very hard. And we both, okay, so this house he has now is like for him and his son. Like, a bachelor pad. It is not space for a woman and a girl with her needs. And yeah. to be honest- Wait, is that he, where you are now? Where are you now? Where, where That's where now. you are now, okay. Is that his bachelor pad where my good old tra trusty- um, Your trusty spin bike is behind you. Is in the kitchen, which, you know, it's not ideal. He sweats all over us when we eat our dinner. And because <laughs> he has to get his training. So mm. anyway, um, yeah, trying to load all my clothes and my life into his already pre-existing house is stressful and it's hard because- yeah. Our house is not ready yet to move in. And I am very positive and he's more stressed than I am, I must admit. Mm. But we have to try and move in into a building site. And we've got a time limit because people are wanting to buy his house. So we are oh, that's like- That's always tough, isn't it? Like getting <laughs> that timing right of selling- <laughs> um and buying can be really tricky and oh. definitely stress inducing so so you guys are getting stuff done you're you're getting oh. it sort of ready to move in what's your timeline looking like and when are these guys going to be done with it 
We have to move in at the in October towards before the end of October. Now, apparently oh, no. in construction and things, things have to be done in certain orders. Like the plaster has to be in, but then the tile has to be in before that. But then the plumber has to come in and then the floor has to be laid before the kitchen puts. So, and the electrician and yeah. Oh, and there's that guy. And then the <laughs> painter, there's no painter. There's no one wants to paint our house. And so therefore me and my mom <laughs> are stepping up and Ollie's like, no. I don't trust you. And I'm like, well, we, we could just do it. It'd be fun. It's going to be great. So there's a lot of um, other things. That could be a great bonding experience. Get him in on the action as well. Your yeah. mom, his son. Yeah. And you. I mean, it yes. might be painting disaster, but at least oh. it will be a fun bonding time. <laughs> at least we'll look at the wall and go, remember that splat attack there? That is yeah. what we did. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be covered in paint by the end of things, but oh, at I least, you know. Yeah. Wow. Well, Georgie, I'm wishing you the best of luck. Give us an update for sure. I will, but I know for a fact I've looked like a pigeon has pooed on my face because I've been doing <gasps> the ceiling recently. So. <laughs> Well, Where you know, they that? say it's good luck, don't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paint or pigeon poop, no one will know the difference. We're going to exactly. go with good luck right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is our new story number one, mm. which gets me very upset. Um, mm. Facebook. There are Facebook documents that show how toxic Instagram is for teens, right? So Facebook has repeatedly found... Uh, through studies that his Instagram app is harmful to a number of teenagers, according to a Wall Street Journal report, which was published last week. The journal cited Facebook studies over the past three years that examined how Instagram affects its young user base with teenage girls being most notably harmed. One internal Facebook presentation said that among teens who reported suicidal thoughts, 13% of British users and 6% of American users trace the issue to Instagram. That is pretty, pretty stunning revelation there. Now, 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse, the researchers found. Um, uh, Facebook also reportedly found that 14% of boys in the US said that Instagram made them feel worse about themselves. Young users are, of course, key to Instagram success. More than 40% of Instagram users are 22 years old or younger, apparently. Many are calling for Facebook at this point to abandon its plans for an Instagram for kids. Yeah, they need to scrap mm. that and mm. focus instead on protecting existing young users and what is really crazy about this Georgie uh, and you guys is that it took the Wall Street Journal to reveal these findings Facebook did not reveal these findings publicly <gasps> yeah. obviously uh, these studies were leaked to the Wall Street Journal um, yeah. So they've been hiding stuff from us. They've been really downplaying the negative effects of Instagram because on young people. Has Facebook like sort of bought Instagram now, or they're like it says yeah. Facebook now, doesn't it? On the it's Facebook. On the so yeah. it is. It it's Zuckerberg. I've got I've got my own name for Zuckerberg. You... <laughs> it begins. Can we know it? With, it begins with an F. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, she's, a great, I, she's a great writer, Sharon. <laughs> I, I, I really like the guy initially, but I've realized that at the end of the day, for him, it's just business. He it's will, just money, isn't it? It's, it's just what he makes. money, no matter how, how much, much he has, how, how much successful they are. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But, 
So, and you, right, so we kind of uh, tried to talk about this the other day, didn't we? We were like, save it, because we can get into gossip for hours and we need to not. Absolutely. Um, And we both did say, didn't we? Or we we got a thought of the homepage of Instagram. Mm. Um, Oh, like our feed, our news feed, right? Yes, that comes into our eyeballs that we get shown sort of before we start looking for things. So already it it has a control on us doesn't it that it shows us things that we think we'd like or sort of things that are uh, maybe glamorous glamorized things um absolutely like, that nice looking things but but also can be a bit like oh why don't I look like that or why don't I have that or why don't I why don't I that kind of you know feel of the no you're absolutely right like and what's interesting is, so I I was scrolling through Instagram, I saw an ad, right? And it was mm. some guy who I guess gives advice on how to run your social media and holds like these pan- panels and talks and this, that and the other. And it was funny because it was an ad, but he was talking about, okay, here's how to make the most of the algorithm. Cause of course there's an algorithm in place, right? Mm. So he's saying, oh, make sure top quality photos and post at this time and make sure you use reels and IGTV and this, that, and the other, and all the new features on Instagram and make sure you don't do this and make sure you do do that. And I'm just like, why can't we just post a picture yeah. to reach our own following? So Back in the days, um, the algorithm, when Instagram was Instagram before Facebook bought it, uh, it was basically you would see things in chronological order. So if I'm looking through my newsfeed and you just posted a photo like two minutes ago, Georgie, I would see your picture. Nowadays, you might post a photo. I'm looking through my feed. You've posted your picture two minutes ago. I'm on there. I'm looking. I'm seeing a post from four days ago. I'm seeing a post from 17 hours ago. I'm seeing a post from three hours ago. Your post is buried all the way down at the bottom, especially what I have found, at least this is my experience, is if it's related to work and if Mm. it's anything of substance that is not going to cause, that is not polarizing and doesn't cause controversy. Now, if it's a straight up sexy picture or a bikini picture and everything's looking perfect, they are going to push that to your followers. If there's anything of actual real substance and you know, real stuff that you're doing, work stuff that you're proud of, they are gonna squash that. So you can even look, when you look at your insights, and I don't know if you do this, Georgie, you look at your insights mm. and you'll look at something you posted for work, insights, the reaches all the way down, regular bikini pic reaches all the way up. So yeah. they want to control everything that we see and what we are able to have seen on our own with our own following. So you're right. And uh, there's an example of us both here, isn't there, where I've posted a picture of me wearing um, some duct tape because I had no bra and no tape to wear for the uh, MTAs. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd asked the hotel for some tape and they brought this and I was like, perfect, I'm going to wear it. <laughs> and so I put that on and then obviously I told everyone, well, everyone, like, um, like, uh, makeup and hair and people and I was like I'm doing this and they were like that's really funny nobody would have a clue that that's underneath your dress yeah so I, I posted a picture because I actually thought you know what it's not like too seedy it's actually the truth and it's actually yeah. quite funny yeah it's that, hilarious that's got like the most likes I've ever done in my life yeah. like and and therefore it's being pushed by someone else it's not necessarily anybody's gone oh I like that one that's really clever of her because she's decided to use that with a last minute thing it's like 
oh, there's some boobs. Absolutely, yeah. And the algorithm it encourages us women to show more skin from mm. from our experience, right? And then, so what happens? So you have a, a teen girl who's on there and she's following people. She's not getting a, a well-rounded feed that shows all sorts of different things that's going to keep mm. your mind healthy. She's just seeing those perfect pictures and we feel the need to post those perfect pictures because um, we know that's what's going to get likes likes. and then what's important to you know especially if you use your Instagram for business or your average likes is important the average comments that you get all of that stuff all those analytics can be very important to you know influencers and anyone who uses their Instagram for work so I I would just say this um before we wrap up this particular discussion, I would say, you know, push past that and and stop, you know, we should all stop doing stuff just for likes, even though we mm. might feel temporarily, it might affect our business. Yeah. Um, I think just push through Instagram's going to have to change at a certain point. So I show a variety, even though I know it brings my averages down, I don't care. I'm not going to have them dictate yeah. what I'm going to yeah. post. And then on the other side of that, we also all need to have discussions with our young people in our lives and just let yeah. them know smoke and mirror smoke and mirrors smoke and mirrors focus on what's going on around you in real life what you're seeing with your own eyeballs in 3d yeah because actually what i find is funny if when fans meet these celebs and they go oh you don't look like that yeah (laughs) and i find like that's like that's Um, for you surely you should be like oh yeah that's what absolutely it's funny when i meet people people are always like oh, you're shorter than I expected. You look so tall on TV. I'm like, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, I squat next to things that look smaller or yeah. bigger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But but they, they've got to change up. Instagram, Facebook, they have become problematic and they're not being transparent about what they're doing, which makes it even worse. This yeah. is an ethical issue at this point. Teens are being harmed. Something needs to be done. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very true. So Georgie, you have a, a next one. Another story. Yeah. Oh, news. Oh, this this really. Um, I actually find this relatable. I'm going to say, but not on obviously yeah. Ed Sheeran's level. Which brings me to Ed Sheeran says U.S. award shows are filled with hatred and create an uncomfortable atmosphere. Ouch. <laughs> in in England. Our award shows are just like everyone gets drunk and no one really cares who wins or who loses. It's just a sort of a good night out, Ed Sheeran said to Audacity. Odyssey. Odyssey? Mm. Okay. He had the audacity. He had the audacity to say it's a And I love this because he's so honest and it's yeah. very true. The room is filled with resentment and hatred towards everyone else and it's quite an uncomfortable atmosphere, the shivers singer said. All the artists are sweet people, but they're like surrounded by entourages that want them to win too. So it's one artist surrounded by 10 people, another artist surrounded by 10 people, and everyone is kind of giving each other the side eye, he added. Sheeran did, however, clarify that the atmosphere he was referring to was not specific to the MTV Music Video Awards, which took place on Sunday. It's nothing to do with the MTV or the award show. It's all the other award shows two billboards grammys amas he said it's just lots of people wanting other people to fail and i don't like that Hmm. sharon you and me have been to a hell of a lot of award shows haven't we yeah i mean we have (laughs) we have (laughs) i've i've only ever 
never been to one award show in the UK though. Um, I went to, um, I was actually, I was co-hosting the, God, sorry. The Independent Music Awards, that was it. The Independent Music Awards, it was a really fun night. Like Georgia Smith was there, Goldie was there. And I co-hosted it with Mr. Jam. And it it seemed like a good time. I didn't see a bunch of people drunk. That was in the UK, but they could have been. (laughs) I was focused on what I had to do. I have been to a lot of of American award shows. And to be honest, I'm a little surprised by what Ed Sheeran has said. I don't want to take away from his own personal experiences because obviously Mm. I'm not Ed Sheeran and I'm seeing it from a different perspective. But a lot of the award shows that I have been to, I've seen a lot of camaraderie. I've seen, you know, people, Mm. it's like a a reunion, like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. Like a lot of the time, you know, managers will know other managers and publicists Mm. will know other publicists. And um, you you kind of feel the good vibes in the room. At least that's from my perspective. But Mm. Obviously, some of the artists might have um, different ideas there. I was at the VMAs the other day as well, and Ed Sheeran performed. And the way it was set up, I don't know if it's the Barclays Center, which is actually down the street from me, but it was a different kind of vibe, I think, just because of the setup of the show. So maybe that threw things off. But he did say it was a bunch of other award shows as well. So I find it interesting, but but Georgie... uh, What's your perspective? You've been to a lot of award shows, even recently. Um, What are you finding? And do you find that there's sort of a lot of hate out there? Because he's saying it's not in the UK award shows. He's saying it's the American ones. Well, I'm very lucky that I get to go. I love going. A lot. Some people are a bit like, I'm nervous on the red carpet. I don't enjoy going. I wish I didn't go. And I would, I'm more like, I will take your place. I will go for (laughs) you. I literally... It as well from a young age, I think at the age of 20 is when I first started going to these things. And to be honest, it was always soaps and television people wanted to sort of get on because we were all thrown in this boat of like, you know, craziness together. You're thrown on a carpet in front of a load of cameras. And, you know, one look, you could look a mess, like... You, you, you know, you could have something in your teeth and you're like, oh, that's what I'll remember for my life. Like, yeah. So there's quite high stress, isn't there? There's quite a lot. There of, is. There's and, a and people, lot. Yeah. And I think sometimes people bring it on themselves because they just panic and it's just not a good night for them. And so maybe some people get drunk to cope with the nerves and maybe that's why it ends up being a bit of a drunken night. But That makes sense. Yeah. And so I do, I have witnessed great, all the time, great times. Um, there's also been like the NTAs before when I've just walked around on my own. National just, TV Awards. The National, National Television, Television Awards, Awards. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great, massive, huge do for us because it's like all the channels, all the television shows. It's really big. It's huge. Amazing. And, you, you know, I find myself just walking around, seeing people, talking to people, but not just, you know, the famous people, also behind the scenes people. Like... For me, it's just a great social event to just chat to everyone and anyone. And if you've had a great time on a job that you've done, you get to see them again. And that's, you know, you get to be like, oh, I remember this, I remember that. And for for So it's like a reunion. Like you're feeling that too, that that kind of spirit. Like, oh, I haven't seen... Because how often do you get to see people on the other shows, actors you might have worked with before in the past and now here they are again? Yeah, not often at all, really. 
yeah. yeah and I mean and the crew and stuff and people like that and you know production team and sometimes I literally run up to people and they're like I forgot who you are and I'm like it's me it's Georgie I did this show with you do you remember Dancing on Ice <laughs> 2017 or seven or years ago and people are like no I don't remember you and I'm like look remember me so <laughs> I literally <laughs> I'm probably that annoying person that's like begging you to remember me. So I'm just, I just. <laughs> so so you you get you get both sides that there can be some stress there. I I think Ed Sheeran is sort of a he seems like a sensitive soul. You know, nice, yeah. really nice guy, but he seems like a sensitive soul. And I think that I don't think there's anything wrong with people going into award shows and wanting to win, right? And of he's course, also, the entourage wants you to win. And he's very calm. He's winning all the time, isn't he? So people maybe are just giving him shit because maybe they're, they're like, jealous. oh, if I'm in the category with Ed Sheeran, then I'm likely going to lose. So they're giving him the side eye. But, side eye. <laughs> yeah. but I think just if you want to win, right, by default, you want that other person to, to lose. But I am sorry that that's been his experience because yeah. it can be really, really fun. Um, so mm. hopefully his next American award show is a, a bit more fun for him. Yeah, maybe he maybe, needs a couple of drinks. Like, yeah, maybe stop winning everything, Ed. Like, maybe give someone else a break. Like, <laughs> exactly, on. give somebody else a turn. Make some friends instead of winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we love it though. Um, oh, we I do. Think, uh, I think we have to take a quick break and then we'll, we'll oh, yeah, be break. back with uh, a listener letter. Ace. See you in a sec. <laughs> You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, a brand new podcast bringing together people's real ghost, extraterrestrial and paranormal stories, as well as getting some inside details from those who study the supernatural. I'll be listening through your paranormal stories every week and try to understand them, as well as chatting about my own encounters with an occasional paranormal investigator too. 
You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding. All right, we're back, everyone. And uh, we have a listener letter for you. This one is from Joanna. Uh, Joanna is saying, hi, girls. I'm going to a friend's birthday next weekend at a karaoke bar, but I don't know what to sing. I am pretty tone deaf (laughs) and don't want to be the only one that sits out. What's an easy song for me to give a crack? After a few wines, a few wines. (laughs) How many is a few wines? Georgie, are you? Oh, are am you, I a karaoke? Yeah, are you? Are you? I, I can't say I am. I've done it before. Somehow, <laughs> I managed to get the um, the guts to do it when I was in Barbados one time, and I was mm-hmm. hanging out with a friend of mine, and we decided to sing the worst song you can possibly sing at karaoke, unless you have a good voice. Beat it by Michael Jackson. Just beat it, beat it, yeah. beat it. You do, you do the bop, both the beat it. We like try all the to do, yes. So you're going high, you're going low, you're going high, you're going low. And we couldn't do either and it was a complete disaster. And Bayesians, by the way, in Barbados, they absolutely love their karaoke. They will sit there for hours listening to karaoke. I can't listen to people singing karaoke for more than about 15 minutes. Um, yeah. But anyway, whatever you do, don't sing Beat It by Michael Jackson. Georgie, what is your definitely don't do this song song? I'm, I'm like Joanna. I need a few wines and I'm a bit nervous because I, I sit back and be like, no, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do sing like, karaoke and then by the end of the night I'm grabbing the microphone off people and like <laughs> my singing. turn again I'm like me but I I just can't last especially when you're drinking you're so dehydrated you, your voice doesn't come out does it like Celine Dion like you want it to but um <laughs> I I um I remember my boyfriend Ollie he ordered a taxi that picks you up and you sing karaoke on the way to your night out. Now, I think we were just going to a restaurant and him and his mate and me were sat in this karaoke car machine with the speakers on the outside and oh, a disco Oh, hilarious. So people it, outside that you're passing by can hear you guys yeah. singing. It was the most humiliating, is funniest, most ridiculous moment I've ever witnessed of my life. And we actually pulled up into quite a posh area with us literally singing like Dolly Parton nine to five. And then we just stepped Hilarious. out, stepped out the and was like, <laughs> okay, that, that was that. <laughs> oh my God. That is actually a really good business idea. It that's was a, a genius. A, that is a genius, genius business idea. But yeah, I mean, you know, you know what was really, really fun? Um, it wasn't quite karaoke. I did lip sync. It was like a lip sync battle, right? We yes. were in Saint-Tropez and there was a group of us and we would like do it in twos, right? So I have my partner and we decided to sing Britney one more time, Hit Me Baby one more time, whatever it's called. And the great thing was, it didn't matter how our voices sounded because we weren't using our voices. We were just doing the <laughs> facial expressions. We were singing into liquor bottles, by the way, that we made our way through. And it was one of the most fun, fun nights. So lip syncing is more my excuse than the actual, yeah. yeah, the actual singing. But that's actually a good one to sing. Britney, one more time. That's not too hard. Or yeah. uh, Spice Girls, Wannabe, right? That's... Not too much, you know, crazy you vocal want a range song there. That's very 
Yeah, that kind of speaks. You want a speaking song, really? Or you do. Yeah, almost <laughs> like you don't want a full-on rapping song, all right, unless you've really got skills like that. But sort of somewhere <laughs> between speaking and singing is probably the sweet point, yeah. <laughs> or just go out and be absolutely terrible and everyone can just applaud you for trying. That would be great. <laughs> exactly. So we have another news story, don't we? News number three. Yeah. We have all this. This yeah. is a this is a toughie. It is. So we've got news number three, which is a backlash over Balenciaga new racist sweatpants. Mm-hmm. A pair of $1,190 worth is a sweatpants from Tony Fashion House, Balenciaga. They're being slammed on social media as racist and prime example of cultural appropriation. The Trump Lial sweatpant, maybe double check that, everybody Trump. who wants to know. Yeah, Trump um, Loyal. Trump Loyal. Loy. Trump Loy. I'm guessing it's French. Um, sweatpants. <laughs> the sweatpants come with a built-in boxer short that are designed to peek out above the waistband, mimicking the style popularized in hip-hop culture. A TikTok user says, this feels racist, this feels very racist, and they're shown in the shop, aren't they, holding the pants, and both agreeing, two of them, that it's, it's sort of bringing... They say it sort of brings... Well, I I kind of looked and researched on this as well. And there's another guy that says, you know, people, black men were arrested for wearing their trousers like this because um, police back then would just be like criminals because you're wearing your pants like this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so Uh, now that there's a bit of an angry outrage because now they're selling this particular style for thousands well, a thousand to well, two thousand pound, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's like just over a thousand dollars or something, like eleven hundred dollars, right? Mm, I think. Yeah. Or is that yeah. eleven hundred pounds? Yeah. But and no, also, yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And so, so there's a, a doctor, Doctor Gamage or Doctor Gamage, who's the author of uh, Cultural Appropriation. Uh, as agency reduction, um, who has said that the style in the past has been used, like you said, to criminalize blacks, especially black males, as thugs and uh, a threat to American society. Mm. Uh, and and it really has. I mean, and people have lost their lives as well for wearing that style. Uh, yeah. It's really unfortunate. Um, when you go all the way back, I mean, it was popularized by hip hop. It became part of street style, streetwear. Mm. Um, the skaters then started wearing it as well. If you go sort mm. of all the way back in the days, apparently uh, the trend started in the in the prison system mm. before it came sort of became popular on the streets. But the unfortunate thing is, while it was a, a style, it it was used to stereotype people and villainize young black men uh and like you said mm-hmm. you know police profiled uh some of these young black men for for wearing that style so there's been uh you know a lot of pain and a lot of issues associated with this style that that 
uh, young black men have had to deal with. And now here this fashion brand comes along, says, oh, you know what? We think this is kind of cool. And we're going to, you know, we're going to uh, snatch that idea and we're going to sell it for uh, $1,100. And there's something that seems very, very unfair uh, and just not right. And I'm not somebody who gets super sensitive over cultural appropriation because I feel like we all borrow from each other's cultures. Mm. We all borrow from different things that we see yeah. happening out there in the world. So I'm not super sensitive about cultural mm. appropriation. But this particular one, because there's been so much pain and discrimination and persecution associated yeah. uh, with this style of, of clothing extremely unfairly yeah. uh, for these guys to just come along and start using this style, giving no credit as usual, because these fashion and, houses usually don't, but taking also, the money. And the picture of these particular pants, they're kind of like not, so I used to like watch hip hop videos, I still do now, they're just not around as much. But um, you know, back when like, I used to watch a lot of hip hop base, um, MTV base channel and stuff like that. And I'd see that and I'd be like, wow, they're fit men. They're really sexy with their pants down there and their butt hanging out, but their boxers on. And I used to be like, <laughs> whoa, that's hot. Then yeah. this particular style and this particular model, he's got his underpants like <laughs> way up, like on his belly button. And like, and then like the jogger pants, like around the waist. So it's not even like it's actually Man's sexy. not hot in those. Man's not hot. <laughs> you're like, oh, you've like taken them, which okay, you can take styles and you've done that and you've put a label on them, but you've actually made it nerd. Like, no, they're like gone. hot, wasted <laughs> You know what's funny? There was a story that I did like back in 2012. I remember I was working with this news organization and I did a story about this company. It was a black owned company called SAGS, right? And mm. they did this very thing. They built in sort of the top of the boxes to pants, jeans, sweatpants, all sorts of things. And they had three levels of SAG. So you had saggy, <laughs> you had saggier, and you had saggiest you want to do it and a lot of people were really upset with them uh for doing it because they didn't want to encourage that particular style like there was a politician i spoke to he was like i don't want to see your dirty underwear that's just nasty now now that's the thing as well is that you've got to have a clean pair of pants if you're gonna, you know, if that's the way it's going, and you look no hot skid doing marks. It, you cannot have a skid mark. I think I've seen that as a meme once, where there's just a poo mark, and you're like, oh, oh god, no, no. But you know, you know, talking about Balenciaga, like I love Balenciaga. I'm a big fan. I think I, do, I do. I, I'm that person. I like it. Yeah. And I bought some flip flops, and I've been wearing these flip flops at work. Okay, with socks, and people at work are like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like. Listen, okay, I know <laughs> middle-aged men wear these, but I am having the time of my life with this because it makes so much sense. You know, you've got the breeze between the toes. You've got like the protection of a sock. But Wait, also... how do you have the breeze between the toes if you've got socks on? Well, you can either like, you know, there's like- Oh, like through just... the, okay. Because you're it... trainer. Yeah, okay. you're not wearing a trainer. Yeah, so yeah, you've yeah, got, yeah, like, yeah. A... it's not covered. Okay. But then also it's not too cold because you've got like a nice sock that's involved. So I have literally adopted- the middle-aged man sock and sandal situation. <laughs> I think really I've seen you it. like that. Are you wearing them right now? I'm not wearing them right now, but I literally would be if I needed to. <laughs> You're if, probably yeah. barefoot right now, even more comfortable. But yeah, <laughs> I think that I think some of these fashion brands, they need to 
hire like a sensitivity officer or cultural yeah. appropriation um yeah overlooker or something just because so many of them have done it i mean burberry's done some stuff before they had a hoodie that was tied into a noose um you had <sighs> gucci who had like a black face jumper and it's like guys like you you need to know better than this or somebody seen, at the company needs I've to seen I've seen a t-shirt with a bomb on the back, like a printed bomb. And I was offended. Like I saw a guy wear this and I was like, you can't wear this t-shirt. And it was at a very sensitive time. Oh, and I was like, yeah. I'm offended that this is an acceptable t-shirt. So yeah, I, there is things where it is. Take it off. I think. Take the shirt off your back right now. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You you just have to be sensitive to what's going on in, in society. And uh, oftentimes they're not, but hopefully they're learning from those mistakes. All right, so we have another listener letter. Okay, um, so this one is from Alex, who's saying, I am going to a networking event next week. Uh, I was wondering if you had any conversation starters that work for you oh you're gonna be way better at this than me Sharon you can I just predict something Sharon okay of course so I know that you will be so good at getting what you want out of the people not like using them or whatever but just be like you <laughs> manipulation like, mind just manipulation like, you'd be like I've got the time I know how much I need to get and I'm gonna go and I need to go and I'm gonna get yeah. it and I'm gonna get there quick and I'm gonna get it and go and I feel like I am that person yes but you're that's brilliant that's perfect for these things I yeah I can be very strategic in a nice way because you know I'm also not oh, afraid nice. like if yeah. I if I if I need to you know approach someone or have that conversation I definitely will I think that I'm probably more nervous when I go into a situation by myself, right? Yeah. Then it's a little more intimidating, like it probably is for everybody. But I think networking by yourself is a good plan because if you go with friends, you go with coworkers, oftentimes you end up just talking to the same group, right? Instead of yeah. really pushing yourself to get out there and meet new people. Uh, but Georgie, I think you are somebody who can spark up a conversation with absolutely anyone. You've got that bubbly personality. So everyone's going to want to talk to you. So even just like a simple line, like, uh, hi, you know, hi, I'm Georgie. Hi, I'm Alex. What's your name? That kind of thing is going to go a long way just sort of being super supernatural without overthinking things can yeah. work can't it I can admit I will go home and I've got everybody's number in the room like yeah you know, not meaning to but just like being like oh my god yeah that will connect to that and just give me a yeah. number we'll we'll do that and then I'll usually I'll go home and I'll be like but what did I say to those because I'm not that I don't remember all the specific things like I'm good at this is what I came up with the other day I'm good at the dots but yeah. I'm bad at connecting the dots uh, so you can put the dots down but you just can, can't yeah. connect them all yeah I can be like you and that's good and there and that's good but what did we talk about in between to get there don't really remember yeah well see that can be tougher as well and the other thing I think the most important part of networking um people have to realize is the follow-up the follow-up oh. game is the most important part of networking because I have seen uh, even my first job in news, right, when I went from hosting a public access show, which was low budget, 
wasn't getting paid anything, you know, super sort of grainy, that kind of thing. It was great Mm. experience. And I'm still in contact with the guys who were producing it. But uh, I met the news director of a local news station who came over and said, anyone who can work the room like you are getting all these great interviews should be in news. He gave me his card. He also gave the producer of the show his card. I emailed him the next day and about a week after that and like two weeks after that. And I ended up working for him and getting my first job in news as an associate Uh, producer. Now the producer didn't email him until four months later. And at that point, he never, the news director didn't even email him back. Yeah. yeah, he just he just didn't bother. And then my yeah. my now boss said, oh, yeah, so-and-so emailed me, but he obviously wasn't really serious about it. Like, if you're serious yeah. about it, you're going to follow up immediately. So that's what you have to remember as well. Like, follow up, you know, I, I'm not always great at the follow-up game either. Luckily, people, you know, uh, do uh, some people out there are good and then they'll follow up with me. Otherwise there'll be no more communication, but yeah, that's just a good thing to keep in mind. Just the next day, have your list of people that you want to email and, you know, say, Oh, it was lovely to meet you yesterday. Let's connect. Let's have coffee. Let's yeah. get on a zoom, whatever it is. That's the biggest and most important part of networking. Yeah. Absolutely. That is brilliant. Maybe I should take that on more. Hmm. Yeah. But you know what's awkward? And and Georgie, I'm sure you can relate to this, right? When you're talking to somebody and you have been networking or just chatting and now it's sort of like, have you overstayed your welcome or they've overstayed their welcome? Like the conversation's kind of running dry and you want to excuse yourself and you have to find an excuse to sort of walk away. So in good networking, you kind of walk away before it runs so dry and it starts to get awkward. I remember one of the most awkward networking events I ever did in my life in LA and it was at a gallery and um, an agent invited me and was like, right, we're going to talk to everyone. And I was like, at a gallery? And I was there... And I got papped and nobody knew who I was. And they were like, who are you? And I was like, huh. And, um, <laughs> and I spoke to people. Nobody really really cared or wanted to speak to me. Or there was like flirty men that I just thought, oh, this is creepy. Do I have to yeah. talk to these men? I don't know. And there was one older man, and I think he was English. So he looked at me and he said, now this is so bad. He said to me, I dare you to wipe yourself across that picture there because everybody else is boring here. And I went, Okay, now this picture was a chalkboard and I'm sure it was like, not a real picture. I think it was just, you know, writing of the wine list or something like that. Oh, so it and wasn't so- an actual expensive piece of art? Uh, no. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so at the, at the list of the drinks on maybe. And so he just went smudge that. So I was like, okay. So I smudged it and he was like, whoa, I didn't think you'd actually do that. And I was like, I didn't. And so then it came to light that actually he was friends with my agent and they're all really good friends. And he was like, she's cool. I like her. And I was like, he's fun. This is great. And I think he wanted me to hook up with his son in the end. But, you know, that was all of it. And so it, it went a bit like a great when networking goes wrong, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What not to do at a networking event? Wipe your body across. Don't <laughs> play dares. Do not play dares at a networking event. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't try this at home or anywhere else for that matter. Um, that is hilarious. That is uh I'm just thinking about your outfit. 
Now you oh, have chalk or something all over your outfit, didn't yeah. you? It was a white shirt, but, you know, you can't be too oh, precious about things. <laughs> <laughs> always, always a good sport, Georgie. Always down for, <laughs> down for the cause. <laughs> so, yeah, don't, don't wipe yourself along pictures. It might come back to, um, I don't know, just network you. <laughs> it might come back to haunt your uh, white shirt forevermore. <laughs> now you've got to throw it away. That's all we've got time for, Sharon. That's it. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, told you it'd be a good one. Yeah, it was very yeah. exciting, as you said. Thanks for listening, everyone, to Loose Lips with Sharon Carpenter and me, Georgie Porter. There's a bonus episode on Friday. Who knows what we'll say on Extra Lippy that day. We'll be back on Tuesday <laughs> next week for a full episode. Yeah, you never know what's going to come out of our mouths. Subscribe <laughs> or follow, rate and review. We want to hear from you. Loose Lips at createproductions.com. Also at The Missy Porter, at Sharon Carpenter. And we will see you on Friday. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 